Welcome to the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. My name is Sally Hurston. I'm the CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, and today we're in the University of Phoenix podcast studio. Joining me today, we've got him back. It's Larry Young, author of Walk the Sales Plank and the owner of Boiling Frog Development, a B2B sales strategy firm. Larry, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me again. Oh, you're back. You're like... You should be on staff here. I know. I'm thinking about W2Wage or something here. <laughs> this is awesome. No, it's great having you back here. Thank you. You've got a lot of great information that uh, obviously the chamber staff's excited about, but I think our members need to hear. You know, a lot of people have been doing, uh, you know, their, their own business, but they didn't go to school to do marketing or, you know, to be strategists in this field. They went, maybe they learned how to be a CPA or maybe a chef. People need to hear the bigger picture, right? Yeah, they that's to, right. They need this kind of information to be successful. Well, a lot of times, you know, Sally, that's a great point. You know, we people go into professional positions, but realize when they get into it that it's more of a sales position than they thought. Mm -hmm. So last time we talked about authentic connections and things of that nature to help people that sometimes maybe are more introverted, right. be able to develop that business. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back. As the president of the chamber, building connections is important to us. We've talked about that. Last time we talked about making connections, which I love because it's what we do. You also talk about getting referrals. Yeah. And that's important, not just to, obviously, the chamber, but to our businesses. Referrals right. are key. So let's talk about that. Absolutely. We've known about getting referrals as a powerful tool, but what's changed? Yeah, so a lot's changed in the world of referrals. Whenever you tell a sales professional, you know, that you need to you need to acquire referrals or get referrals, you know, it's kind of like that, oh, duh, you know, the <laughs> death of a simple idea, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I'll ask sales professionals that'll say that it's easier that they know, I'll ask them to, ask them to relive their last 10 sales calls. Yeah. Do they get scared? Yeah, it's that look <laughs> on their face like, well, did you ever ask for anything? Did you ask for a referral? I mean, you intuitively know that it makes a difference, but you rarely, rarely mm -hmm. do it. The old style of referral, you, know, you remember back in the day, used to be, used to be, well, tell me, tell me a couple of people that, that you know, right? And right. you jot their names. That's what they taught us way back. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they tried to evolve to the idea of, well, Sally, is there, is there some people you can call on my behalf? You right. know? But in today, it has to be much more intentional. It can't be sporadic. Mm -hmm. It's got to be thought through, and it's got to have some credibility to it. Funny story, though, back in the day when I was a stockbroker years ago, this was in the late 90s when you'd telemarket, one of the things they taught us in our sales training, they talked about the power of referral when you're in the mm -hmm. financial services. And it was so funny. This guy gets up, and he tells us in training, he goes, here's what I do for referrals. He goes, I take my business card, and I write on the back of it, Sally, this guy made me a ton of money. And then I put, like, Frank. Put, and these are <laughs> fake names. And then he'd drop them at malls and oh, in public gosh. places. <laughs> That was the idea of getting referrals by people who were supposed to pick up the card and call him. Oh my I gosh. mean, that's how archaic it used to be. Wow, that's pretty pathetic. But now it has to be more credible. Sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What, mis what mistakes do sales professionals make when they're trying to get a referral? Well, I think there's a couple things. And we, we talked about this a little bit on the connection piece. One, they make it all about them. It's mm -hmm. I need, I need, right. I need. Uh, the second thing that they do is they ask before they've earned their credibility. Mm -hmm. So they ask, yeah, they ask, ask prematurely. So sometimes people will ask their customers for referrals when they just have a good liking relationship. Mm -hmm. We just get along. Sure. But you really don't know how you're actually going to perform. And the third thing I'd mention I'd throw out is most people are very inconsistent. They just don't do it. Like I said, 
relive your last 10 sales calls and tell right. me how many you asked for referral right. and you'll get your answer. That's a really good point. Yeah. We need to pay attention to that. Well, if in, if inconsistency is a problem, then how often should a sales professional be asking for a referral or building a network of referrals? Yeah, it should be done every day, every week. <clears throat> so one okay. of the things that um, I implemented on some of my teams that was powerful for your listeners is a lot of times as a sales leader, you'd say, okay, Sally, you need to have 10 calls. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just what we do. Or you set the number sure. that your salespeople have to make. Well, the problem with sales professionals, if you tell them 10, they'll, they'll find 10. It's just whatever the quality is. Mm -hmm. What I found over the years, you probably had four or five in there that were really good sales calls. What I challenge sales leaders when I'm doing business development strategy, I say, look, have your salespeople throw out the three bottom ones that they really are probably just fillers and fill those with connection meetings. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that in the book about having those connection meetings, which are really deliberate mm -hmm. and they're set up for you to be able to facilitate a relationship further. So if I if you were one of my connection meetings next week, it would be a conversation around Sally what's going on in your life? Or Sally, tell me what gets you excited today. What mm -hmm. are you working on that is really excited? And I meet with you in that conversation. And now I start to figure out what Sally needs to be successful. When I do that, I've built a, a powerful connection meeting that then we can build our relationship. I, I'm changing a strategy. I'm thinking outlook right now. And every time I schedule a meeting, it's going to be a connection meeting. Well, I, I, yeah. I think we all need to get into that mindset, right? That giving mindset, yeah. it absolutely is. You know, one of the things I I challenge uh, I challenge teams to do is 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 kind of the same thing that we were talking about. When you're trying to build connections, people say, "Oh, well, I always do that." Mm -hmm. Well, relive your last five sales calls. Right. And right. did did you do anything to provide them value? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the secrets, if you think about it, when you're when you're when you're trying to find out what's important to somebody, is literally to ask them. You know, Sally, what is it that you're working on? Mm -hmm. You know, or Write out your, your top seven people in your life that are influencers. Then right next to them, write what their dreams are. And when you think okay. about, yeah, the look on <laughs> your pausing, face. I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, do yeah. I know uh, my top seven people's dreams? No. I mean, I might know a few, but... Yeah. Okay. Now that doesn't I'm mean that, notes. that doesn't mean that <laughs> doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. It just makes you stop and think yeah. about who are the seven influencers in my life right. that are going to promote my business and what is what is important to them. And when you have those answers by those connection meetings, just mm -hmm. frankly, just asking them, yep. now you can start to intuitively think about, oh, this is important to Sally, right? Right. And then when I'm meeting people out there, I can start to develop connections for you. That's power. I love it. Well, you mentioned credibility. How do you earn that credibility, and then how do you use it to get referrals? Yeah, so as I, as I mentioned, a lot of times when we ask for referrals, we ask too soon. Mm -hmm. I find a customer that just really likes me, and so I say, hey, would you be a referral? You know, that was kind of the idea. <laughs> right. And that's the wrong way to, do about, uh, to, to go about it. So building credibility finds out really starts with you finding out from them mm -hmm. if you have that credibility. So one of the things that I did way back in 2005, this is, I just love that I started this. And what I would do with my customers is I would ask them a simple question that was awkward, but I would do it at the end of it, like a good meeting where you're having mm -hmm. a good conversation. Sure. Nobody's rushed. And I would say, you know, John, I, I, I've got a question for you. On a scale of one to 10, one being bad uh -huh. and 10 being that you would be happy referring someone to me. You'd be happy to give me a testimony or be happy to even take a phone call, mm -hmm. you know, from some a prospective customer of mine, where would you rank me? Ooh, I know. Interesting. And then just shut up uh -huh. and just shut up. And, and what you would do 
is you would really start to you'd really start to gauge your relationship. What people miss most of the time, Sal, you think about it. If I ask you, you know, to refer me to somebody, what is probably the first concern that you have about referring me? What is the thing that you think about? Well, I think you always. I mean, I know because I get a lot of asks for that, right? Can you connect me to so-and-so? Mm-hmm. It's what's in it for everybody, right? Because right. I want it to be beneficial to both sides. That's right. And so the other, that not only that, but the other thing that most people worry about is the credibility of your name. Yeah. You're putting your name to that person mm-hmm. about me. Right. And the, yes. and, the, and the reason why that tactic that I shared works incredibly well is because what I basically said to that customer is, I care about what you think. Mm-hmm. I've also set it up the expectation that if they say I'm a 10, they know what I'm asking for. Sure. I've already laid the groundwork mm-hmm. for them. So, so I try this, and it's mm-hmm. early in my career. And I said, I, I'm out. It's a camper dealer. So I'm out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm financing a camper dealership. So I'm out there once a month, and I'm talking to the guy, and we're mm-hmm. doing our thing. And so I ask him this question. I said, so, John, on a scale of 1 to 10, right. you know, where would I be? And he pauses, and he says, an 8. Now, okay. if he said a 10... I'll come back to that in a second. Anything less than a nine or less, the only thing you do is take notes. And so you ask them, Sally, you say, in this case, John, what would it take for me to get to a 10? And you take notes. Mm -hmm. The other thing you never do is you don't defend your position. Mm -hmm. You just clarify. Okay. So John says to me, he says, eight. And so I said, all right, John, what would it take for me to become a 10? Again, Mm -hmm. a 10, somebody you would refer, you'd write a testimony, you'd take a phone call for. Mm -hmm. So I was very clear. And he said, I'd like to see you more. Wow. And I, and so in my mind, I'm like, hey, I'm out here once a month. You know, we spend a couple hours together. How much more? So, right. but again, just clarify, right? Sure. So, so John, what, what do you mean? Do you want me out here every, every two weeks? I mean, what, what do you mm-hmm. want? Well, no, I don't really want you out here anymore. He goes, but when you come out, he said, maybe it shouldn't all be about business. Oh, he wanted to get to know you. He wanted to get to know me. And nice. it was eye opening for me because I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. And so when we started doing it after that, when mm-hmm. I left, I figured out, you know, what that kind of looks like. And mm-hmm. sure, it was awkward and yeah. choppy when I went back the first few times. But after about five or six months, it became natural. And what I told John was I care about what you said. Yeah. And I'm trying to right. work towards a referral. So now I'm out there about five months later and he comes out. He's busy in his office and he stops everything. Larry, come here. And he hands me a paper and he said, here's two guys that I called to give you testimony on your part. Give them a call. And I closed both those deals. That's awesome. So really, that's why you be quiet yeah. and you listen and clarify. And there's just a treasure trove. And that's yeah. how you start to build those. Yeah. It, it's always scary because every once in a while, I'll get somebody that says, hey, can you introduce me to so-and-so? Or, you know, can you connect me to so-and-so on like LinkedIn or something? Yeah. And it's like, I, I have actually said to a few people, I don't really even know you yeah. to make that connection. Right. You know, it's... It's great to have a lot of your own connections on LinkedIn, as an example. But uh, if I don't know somebody, I'm not going to put my neck out there. That's right. You know, I, I mean, I may make a, a very uh, weak introduction, yeah. you know, yeah. but I'm I'm not going to, you know, like fluff it up and make it into something. It's not because I... I don't want to put my name that's to that, right. like you were talking about. And, and that's the piece, I think, in referrals that most sales professionals forget, mm-hmm. is they forget that on the person that you're asking, there's credibility, right. and they have their name, and they respect their name as a business owner. Mm-hmm. And you have to treat that as well as you would treat the new relationship. Mm-hmm. And so in that example, asking John to say, look, I care about your name. Yeah. 
and then That's he really and when to work at he knew that I would work for those people, mm-hmm. which furthers his reputation. It's awesome. Yeah, really yeah. smart. What makes for the best referrals? Is there a science to it? There actually is. There's some there's some great studies out there that show that 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 show that you need really three criteria in order to have the best possible referral. Mm-hmm. The first is if you have somebody that uses your products. Mm-hmm. So that that really kind of gives yeah, it gives them the credibility. Mm-hmm. So if I'm wanting to be referred to somebody, mm-hmm. the person in the middle should use my products. Like it, oh, like your book that I have. Yeah, there you go. Yes. There you go. It's a really good book. I know. Yes. I this. Well, <laughs> and that ties into the second one, which is the the person that's giving the referral should have credibility. The better the credibility in the firm mm-hmm. that's giving the testimony mm-hmm. helps and so if you have those two th- two things and then the third thing is really kind of interesting is that the testimony should have the good the bad and the ugly uh-huh okay so there was inter- uh there was a uh, some studies that were done on jury trials where 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 people that were giving testimony were overly positive and uh-huh. juries come back believing it less uh-huh. what people are really looking for is the good the bad and the ugly it's modesty it really is. And yeah. then when you take those those three things and you put those together, what you can actually do is you start to develop a, a, a network of referrals. Mm-hmm. So you get 10, 11, 12 of those, but each of them are tailored for a, maybe a product you sell. Mm-hmm. So if I was back in banking, as an example, I might sell payroll and merchant and treasury mm-hmm. management and loans sure. and things. So if I have somebody that refers that uses those products, comes from a credible, credible firm and is willing to tell the real about Larry and mm-hmm. how he performs, right. you have a powerful referral. So think about when you take that. Now you've got this sheet that has, you know, 11, 12, 13 names, and I'm trying to do business with you. And I said across to you, and I say, Sally, I just want to make sure, I just want you to know, I've got about 13, 15 people that are standing ready to give you a testimony, the real thing about me that use your products. Mm -hmm. What I want to know is where do you want to maybe go with this relationship so that I can hook you to the right person that Mm -hmm. can give you the right testimony? Really smart. It is. And it really, what it it does, Sally, is it tells your prospective customer, look, I'm serious about Mm -hmm. credibility. I'm serious about coming through on what I said. It's a powerful tip. Very good information. We have one more question for you before we wrap up today. How do you handle if someone asks you to refer them to someone else? Yeah, uh, there's there's an interesting story I put in the book, and and we know the gentleman, but I I, I worked with a, a, a accounting firm, Loman Company. Uh-huh. So Craig and Jay, you know yep. them well. Very well. And um, so I was I was working with them, and um, I asked him. I said, "Look, I'm I'm in business now. I I need an attorney. I need a business attorney just mm-hmm. for things." And uh, so Craig was interesting. What he could have done on the email is he could have just shot me back three or four names and said, mm-hmm. good luck, kid, right? Sure. Instead, <laughs> he, instead, he picked up the phone and he said, Larry, what are you trying to accomplish? And asked me about four or five questions. said, uh-huh. I'll get back to you, which was weird. I need the Yeah, I know, but I need the names. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it wasn't, more, you know, Craig. So mm-hmm. it wasn't more than a day later. He said he talked to Jay, his dad. Mm-hmm. They understand the needs that I had, mm-hmm. understand where I was trying to go. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around and he called several attorneys and said, this is the guy, right? This nice. is what he's trying to accomplish. Uh-huh. Are you one? Are you taking on new clients? Nice. And are you a fit for him? And they came back with one name. And they said, yeah. And and so when you think about what Craig was really trying to, he could have just gave me names and I could have called all three and they'd be like, oh, we're not taking anybody or we don't want, you know, I'm not not a right fit. But he took all those extra steps, him and his dad. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing for for the attorney is there was no selling in that. Mm -hmm. There was no selling for him because they had credibility and we already knew we were a match. Mm -hmm. That's how when somebody asks you for a name, 
you take the extra step because really to your Craig, the great connector. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about to your point earlier, it's really about making sure that fit is right. Mm -hmm. And when you're leery of that, you don't want to do it, but in Craig's, yeah. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, again, you're back and we appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining us today on the Inside Business Podcast. You can find all of our episodes of the Inside Business Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them listed on our website at mesachamber.org.